Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Rudy. Today is... uh... Uh, today is uh, March 22nd. The time is about uh, 11.30 a.m. Ready and Peace has been conducting conference calls every week, from uh, every day from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, you need to show your, you need to show your, uh, you need to put your camera on and you need to let our team know you are a newcomer. You need to have camera on and let our team know you're a newcomer. Madan? Namaste, sir. Help. Um, Leo, can you make me co-host, please? Uh, where I can oh, send message to everybody? Some problem. I'm not able to send message to everybody. Okay. Good, Madan. Yes, sir. So I submitted uh, the two sets of uh, AOS back in 2020. Once in October and once in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my one for both in 2021. 2020. Uh, when, when those... Uh, 2020, were... October, you submitted one. Right. And the second set uh, went out uh, in December. Okay. Because uh, I, I didn't get any receipts, so I got, I got concerned. So, so mm-hmm. I, I, on the safe side, I, I put in a second set in December. Okay. Now, uh, for the October set, I got 140 approved and EAD AP approved for both primary and derivative. Mm-hmm. The only pending in October set is 485. Once uh, my uh, EB3 date gets current, I think it will move forward. But now my questions are, um, we are planning a trip to India now that we have the EAD and AP. Mm -hmm. Uh, So while we are in India, if the December set gets into processing, will that create any problem? I don't see any problem. You have a... You you have the you have the advance order approval, right? Sir. And I don't see any problem with it. Even if the other thing gets denied approved, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I've noticed that that the advance order EAD with the other thing might be denied for you. Okay, okay, sure. Okay. The next question, uh, one uh, final question I have is: so if I have to withdraw my December set completely. Can mm-hmm. I just send the letters to the ESI stating you know, like this? I want, I would like to withdraw these uh, these particular uh, uh, mm-hmm. receipt numbers. Will, will that you suffice? Can. That'll be fine. All right, sir. But you have to sign. Your wife has to sign separately. Okay. Right, sir. Sure. Next person, please. Thank you, sir. TM. Hi, Rahul. Um, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Um, my priority date on EB2 is December 2013. Um, based on the April bulletin, uh, I am eligible to file for my adjustment of status. Uh, sure. And I 
I, I did reach out to my company's lawyer, but they are saying mm -hmm. that the role that I had my PARM uh, approved for is different from my current role and they need to uh, do a lot of assessment. So I'm not sure what assessment they're talking about. Uh, I have been in the same organization for the last eight years. Uh, Dumb the lawyers, they just want to make money. They can make money properly, but they don't choose to. Or maybe they make more money. I what, what are you speaking about job changes? Every day the job changes for you. Do you go every day like a robot, pick a pen, answer the question? You're going to ask the question, can I file a 485? Yes, no. And then I go back, I come back, I do the same thing. Every person is different. Every job duty is different. Every day the job changes. You must be in the same field. Yeah. So you must be in IT field. But yeah. if you move from IT field to a lawyer like me or, is, or a civil engineer, definitely I feel. But if you move from .NET to SAP, it's still same the damn software. You can call yourself an architect. You are no architect. Architect is the one who builds a building and must have licenses. Even though you call yourself an architect, you're still a software guy. So if I'm your lawyer, I have no problem in filing the for And that's what Facebook does it. Google does it, Apple does it, Microsoft does it. I don't know what your company's problem is. Okay. So, so I can still, you, if I choose, I can still go independently for my adjustment of status. Just bear with us. I think Mr. Eddie will join again. Yeah, sure. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, one no problem. problem is that if your company does not allow it, you may not be allowed to go outside lawyer. If the company allows, you can go to the outside lawyer. You're free to contact me at info at rnlockgroup.com. My team will mm -hmm. give you, but you need mm -hmm. to still get the 485J supplement signed by your company. Okay, fair enough. We can prepare it, but they still have to sign it. So you okay, may, not, may or may not have a discretion for it though. I mean, out of all these, you, you waited for 10 years. Now they say, uh-oh, job duties are, you think so 10 years of job duties are same? I, I don't know what to say about this. I mean, Next yeah, exactly, because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the dot net point six zero doesn't even exist anymore that you did. Next person, please. Yeah. Uh, hi, sir. Good morning. Uh, I just wanted uh, to know that my husband is changing from company A to company B. Uh, his H1B has been transferred to company B and company A will remove his H1 in two weeks. So I have my H4 and EAD approved till March 2024 with company A. So do I need to apply my H4 extension immediately or if I don't do, uh, I'll go out of status? No, ma'am. You are in status until March of 2024. That's when your EAD expires though. You absolutely can continue. Your H4 and H4 EAD is given as long as your husband is the same. You don't have a problem. If your husband keeps changing company A, company B, company C, you are perfectly fine. Can you file an extension right now? You can file an extension right now, but you are not going to go out of status once your company A withdraws the H4. Okay. okay. There's another note for you is that I would recommend to file the H4 and EAD extension right now. Not that you need it until March, 2024. Okay. The reason mm -hmm. I want you to do it is that your husband is going to get a H1B extension until March of 2025. You have only March of 2024. People will tell you that you can only file the EAD within six months after the before it expires. That is all wrong information. 
you can okay. file it right now. The reason if you file right now is that it's taking a long time to get it. You may want to file it, but you can continue working until March 2024. Absolutely no problem. If you want to contact our office, of course, we charge money. and We'll file for you. It's for an EAD if you want to. Next person, please. Madhavakumar. Um, hi, hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Hello, you muted yourself. I can't hear him, Leo. Can you hear him? Sudhir, I think that he's stuck, Madhavakumar. Okay, Sudhir, go ahead. Sudhir. Uh, hi, Rahul. Yes, sir. Hi, Rahul. Good morning. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in India. Mm -hmm. um, now my priority date has become current. Mm -hmm. And my H-1B is on extension when I was in U.S. Uh, I traveled back in 2016. Mm -hmm. uh, now to come back to U.S., uh, the employers are uh, not interested because I'm on extension. There is not enough period in H-1. So they are not oh, you, interested. You, what do you mean? You have, you have your I-140 right. approved. So yes. if they want, they can file a H-1B for three years. Okay. Uh, since it's current, but if they don't want, yeah, please. Go ahead. If they don't want, you have to choose another company to come. Okay. Uh, I have an alternative. Uh, actually, I have older H1B, which is unused. I never traveled on that H1B. Uh, since it has full six years, can I travel on older H1B and still pursue my I-140 with wait, new employer? Wait, 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 wait. You said you have been in India for 2016. Right. What do you mean older H-1B? You have an I-140 approval. There is no six-year limit that you have. Uh, actually, first, I mean, I traveled, let us say I have two H-1Bs, uh, A and B. Sir, it doesn't matter uh, how many H-1Bs you have. You have no H-1B right now, which is correct. There's no, up. this is 2022. Mm -hmm. You don't have a H-1B approval with the 2022 expiration date, do you? Oh, uh, no. You have an I-140 okay. approval from some company. So if right. you choose to come here, it doesn't matter whether you spend 10 years, 20 years in United States on H-1B. You don't come under the six-year limit. You can choose any company in the world in United States. They can file a H-1B. You can come here for a three-year visa. Okay. It doesn't have to be the company that got your H-1B 10 years ago, six years ago, four years ago, three years ago. No, you can choose any company to come here right now. Okay. Okay, then may I have to look for other employer then to get... Yeah, any employer, any employer. Yeah. You're not restricted with a particular employer. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Next person, please. Hey, Rahul. Um, I have my priority date in December 2013 and last year, September, my final action dates in EB3 were current. So I downgraded and filed for all that uh, I-485 and all that stuff. And now again in EB2 category, my final action dates are current. So what is your suggestion on that? Like, do you want me to file again in uh, EB2? Do, do you have any teenage kids? No. Okay. Uh, that's a very tough question uh, to ask. Uh, uh, I would recommend that I want you to watch this video that we made it recently, okay? Uh, mm -hmm. And once you watch the video, you can make a decision on that. Okay. I am leaning more towards refiling 
but there are some pluses and minus. There's a 20 minute video that we made. You can watch this. Uh, yeah. Anybody who are thinking about, anybody who's thinking about uh, uh, refiling or not interfiling guys, please watch this 20 minute video. Refiling uh, in EB2 category, do you want me to do right now? It's in uh, dates for filing only. It's not uh, final. I know, ma'am. I know. I know. Yeah. I, it's, there is no clear answer to it. We have explained in question and answers. There are some pluses, some minuses. You have to go through all the things because you're still stuck with 180 days if you do that. There are, so I want you to go through this 20-minute video and take a decision, okay? Only on this topic, we made 20 minutes, me and Emily. Next person, please. If anybody wants to contact our office to file the 485, guys, you can send an email to info at rnlawgroup.com, guys. We will help you, but your <clears throat> company needs to approve it, though. Next person, please. Uh, hello, sir. I'm newcomer. Uh, my adjustment of status was filed on 9th April 2021 based on EB1C, uh, while my extension L1A was in progress. And uh, was the I140 approved? Yeah, 140 is approved. 140 is approved in July 2020. Sorry, 2021. July 2021 uh, in EB1. Now, mm -hmm. in the February, they denied my 485 adjustment saying that, uh, you, unfortunately, my L1 extension was denied in 10th May after filing AOS. So they are saying based on L1 extension denial, uh, your, uh, uh, basically, you were, at that time, you were out of status because I-94 and L1 was already expired in uh, September month 2020. So based on that 485 was denied so now i have to go back because i don't have any non-immigration visa so i have to go back india and file l1a again and come back so mm -hmm. i just wanted to check if what are uh, my option is my stay overall is legally counted because i was waiting i got a ead also i was working on ead and now suddenly no but the problem is you filed the 485 in april of 2021 and yeah. your l1 expired in september of 2020 so there is more than six months gap there yeah so but that's my where the extension was denied after that on 11th may yeah you will have to consult a lawyer though it's a very serious issue okay we need to discuss privately on this okay. i would recommend to consult rebecca or emily in our office though if you want to Okay. Okay. Is it after one year I can find L1A and come back uh, to? There are issues whether your stay is legal or not legal and certain other things that you need to discuss. Okay. Next person, yeah. please. Yeah. Thanks. Ravi Khan. Hey, uh, good morning, sir. Uh, I have a question that I have my I-140 approved uh, with the priority mm -hmm. date of uh, 16th July 2013 with my two previous employers. Uh, for last 18 months, I am working with a new employer. My perm just got approved last month. So right now, my next actions are I'm eligible to file 485 and I-140 together. So I want uh, to know your suggestion. Should I file my I-140 first, get it approved in premium and then go for 485 filing? Yes, because that is the best way. That is the best way because otherwise you'll end up in Texas or Nebraska service center. But if you get your I-140 approved and you go with the, uh, with the 485 though, you will probably end up in 
National Benefit Center. Okay, I asked this question to my uh, attorney, uh, and he said, "No, we recommend only you know bundling of all these application. And if you file uh, 485 after I-140 approval, it would go to Phoenix. And I saw like Phoenix waiting time is even the worst. So well, first of all, there is no Phoenix is only lockbox. Okay, Phoenix Phoenix is only lockbox. It is not the service center though. Uh, only Nebraska and Texas can handle the I-140 and 485 together." national benefit center does not so there is no phoenix there is no chicago there is no texas okay, okay. there is only nebraska okay. texas service center and national benefit center okay so so you you're saying and i i'm going to make a statement to my attorney hey i want my i want for since my priority date is going to be current on 1st of may now i'm only yeah april bulletin well, you, ne- so you, I, you never know whether your priority date is going to be current in may first you cannot tell that But, yeah, most but even even if your I-140 is not approved with the receipt notice of I-140, you can still file the 485 application. Okay. Oh, so you're saying I can do I-140 filing and with the receipt, my lawyer can file separate 485. Right. You you can wait for the approval. That will be the best thing. If the okay. approval doesn't come through, and if the May the priority date goes back, you don't want to wait until May with the receipt notice. I'm going to file the 485 because yeah. I want you in there. Okay, so basically, you are trying to say, Ravi, go for. I'm gonna go for premium. I want forty, so that Absolutely. I want forty get to one side, and then file my four eighty five with only four eighty five, so that it goes to NBC. That's right. Okay, because okay. and the reason is and there is a greater chance for NBC. It's not guaranteed. Yeah, there is greater chance. Yeah, that's right. True statement. Okay, thank you, sir. Next person, please. Rani, sorry, Lila. Hey Rahul, uh, my question is really quick. Um, so I downgraded my petition back in October 2020, and my priority priority date is October 2012. And see if I'm going to interfile my petition, and if there was a layoff, do I lose my 485 petition entirely, or I will be still maintaining my EB3 um, 485? That's a good question, though. I don't know where they came up with this 180-day rule. All the lawyers are scratching our head. Where did they come up with though? So I would say that at this point of time, you have five percent chance that you may lose the entire four eight five if you get laid off within 180 days. Oh, okay, okay. I would, if you can refile the application, though, that probably would be better for you if you think so. There may be layoffs if they allow you. The reason is that. You have EB three and you have EB two. If the EB two falls, you have the EB three still going to go through. Got it. Okay. Because anyway, my company will not refile. Um, so <laughs> yeah, then you have to yeah you have to think. I I if that's the case, I will still uh, do the interfiling because I said you have only five percent chance of this. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Next Thank person, you. please. Srikant Chapali. Thank you. Thank you, Rahul. um so my question is uh, uh so we used to work we, we work for a subsidiary company we had a, a parent company in 2020 uh that parent company applied uh, downgraded my petition to eb3 140 approved ead received ap received um uh, last year my subsidiary company merged with another parent company completely uh, moved to another big company Uh, in the transition period, my subsidiary company applied their own H one B, uh, 
um and now uh, around like two months ago the merge process is fully completed uh the parent company um so now now we are with the parent company uh can we can we do uh, interfile to eb2 with a new parent company can we do interfile with a new parent company uh and and then you the i140 is approved with the previous companies right yes the, yeah if you want to do interfile with the new parent company you have to get an i140 amended i140 amended with the oh, new... i i i was not paying attention give me one sec you you said you are on the h1b's right i, I got confused yeah so uh, i work for a subsidiary company my old old parent company applied on 40 uh, downgrade uh, ead everything approved and uh, last year my subsidiary company merged with another company xyz okay. in yeah. in the transition time in the in the transition time my my company applied h1b and now it's merged with completely with uh, uh, xyz company xyz so xyz yeah. company said we will we will we will say we will apply a new h1b once this h1b is uh, whenever expires because we are legally within, within this company but they are saying that interfile is not possible in order to do interfile in order to do come to eb2 we need to start the perm process oh okay so depends on how the acquisition happened though because if the acquisition is that the new company takes all the assets and liabilities they don't need to file a permit i140 but if they don't do the acquisition in that way they only take the assets but not the liabilities though they they buy pieces and pieces of the company then they have to uh, then they have to uh, then they have to do the entire permit i140 again okay okay um, okay next person you. please Pritpal? Yeah, hi, uh, Rahul. So I have this scenario of the, in April bulletin, my date of filing got current, but I have a plan to travel into India the whole month of April, I'm out. So I'm just looking out After for- After filing or before filing? So as of now, it's not filed. But do you intend to travel after filing or, or you don't care about filing? Uh, that's what i need to figure out so as of now it is not filed so i need to figure out can i file before 30 of 30th of march because it's in- no, you cannot you cannot file before 30th of march so if the prior date is current in april 1st so if you file before 30th of march they will take your money and then wait for two years and they will deny it oh, okay so the next option is that um, i come back early in the april and then file it but the only question that i have now is what if if the date retrogresses or uh, they stop accepting the um, application in the month of in the month of april yeah that happened only once or twice couple of times in the entire uh, 29 years i've been 27 years i've been practicing okay so do you recommend like i still travel because i have an appointment like visa appointment in april of course not i don't like my clients to go it's like you telling me that you know doctor you go to doctor doctor can i go with with the roulette you know that roulette thing russian roulette you know what russian roulette yeah. is they yeah. put the bullet and then there's a boom you're dead okay you're not dead okay then i pass the gun to you and then no i don't want you to do that of course not okay so so will so will that be an option like 
if I tra- come back early in April and then file it? Like you have less than two percent chance that the dates will go back. Okay. Okay. Cool. That that makes sense. Next person, please. Shrinya. Hello, sir. Uh, my question is like uh, I have uh, my H four EAD is going to expire in May, mm-hmm. and I also have uh, uh, EB three EAD. I got, mm-hmm. and uh, my date of uh, filing in EB two is current right now. So if I direct file in EB two, can I still mm-hmm. use my EB three EAD in May for my work? I do not recommend it doing it though. Okay. I do not recommend. It. We don't know how they are going to act if you use the EB three. Would they say that you are stuck with EB three? They can tell it. We I don't know though. We don't know. So, so I recommend in, not to. So not to do direct file or even inter file. If you do interfile, you can use the EAD. You absolutely have no problem. If you so I refile, I don't know how they are going to act. So interfile doesn't matter if I use my EAD. No, interfile doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. So I, if Next you person. recommend me, okay, you recommend me to do now interfile, or should I wait for my date to be current? I am. I'm trying to. I'm slowly switching to a situation where interfiling. Before the priority date becomes current, though, because it's a very tough call whether you should do. Because if when you're interfiling, you're telling them to adjudicate the application. How can they adjudicate the application when the priority date is not current? But they can always consider it later on. They can always consider it later on and adjudicate the application. Is it illegal to interfile while the priority date is final action date is not current? It is perfectly legal. But should you do it? What if the EB three moves forward? Maybe EB two goes backward. Then what are you going to do? Then you're going to do interfile again. So that's where my dilemma is, and I'm very bad in judging the priority dates. Next okay. person, please. Thank you, Madhavi Kumar. Hi Rahul. Um, thanks for taking my question. Um, my case is my L one B is approved uh, three months back with a three years validity, and mm-hmm. uh, I have to go for a visa entry in the April. Uh, but mm-hmm. currently, I'm pursuing a new opportunity uh, where down the line uh, I have a chance of uh, getting into L1A. So in this situation, I just want to understand your recommendation. Um, should I go for the L1B stamping uh, in the month of April uh, and not travel, or should I give it a pass on the current approval and then uh, directly, you know, take up the new L1A uh, when when? Uh, I would I always to like to have the option of passport stamping with me at all times. Okay. okay. You go on L1B, get the L1B stamping, and don't use it if you don't want to. Okay. Because remember, the rules change with regards to the passport stamping, and then they sometimes tell you that if this is there, that is there. You know, you're exempt from that. That's one thing. Second thing is that what if your L1A gets rejected? What are you going to do about that at that time? Then if you go for L1B, which is not going to be good, is right? Okay. Next person, please. Uh, Anand. Hi. That will be the la- last caller, guys, uh, for today. Will be the last caller. Today. Go ahead. Hi, Rahul. Uh, yeah, this is Vivek. Uh, thanks for helping so many people stuck in immigration. Um, sure. So I am uh, uh, with my current company, both EB3 and EB2 approved, and my date is current in next April, uh, visa mm-hmm. bulletin. Uh, so I'm going to file the I-485J. Like you know, my employer is going to file the interfile request to consider my uh, you know. application to be filed under eb2 uh, consider educating uh, under eb2 so i was wondering mm-hmm. 
like is there any six months rule after filing this i485j because i am planning to relocate uh, so oh the relocation is not a problem so if i relocate i need to refile the i485j again no you don't uh, need to you don't need to okay the employer is saying like you know um, you know uh, we need to file your i485j and that might you need to wait at least 6 months because you are going to ref- uh, interfile in april not necessary not at all you don't need to refile a 485j supplement once you file it you can move to a different location absolutely not a problem the problem is if you move out of the company though uh that may be an issue yeah. i was speaking with about 5% risk but if you move yes. to a different location i don't see any problem whatsoever at all so different state uh, it should not matter and uh, there is no 6 yeah. months rule for uh, after filing the i485j right right okay, okay. yeah thanks a lot rahul thank you uh the next conference call will be tomorrow at 4:30 thank you Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.